Nice guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have a uh, an old buddy of mine that uh, is a huge music concert enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, 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 had a show, uh, a podcast herself with the Zemo Podcasting Network mm-hmm. earlier this year. It was called Music Muse, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about music, about our lives, and uh, how we're feeling this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel great. <laughs> um, so, Jessica Feruza, welcome to the show. Hi. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you? On that um, note. Um, I'm surviving. I feel great. Really, really tired, but like, it's fine. That's just usually how I wake up. I'm yeah, me too. just especially hungover this morning, but... That'll do it to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Young and dumb doing dumb shit, so yeah, it's well, like fine. <laughs> what was up last night? Um, what was up last night? Uh, oh, I we went. I had a pajama party with a friend of ours. We did a white elephant gift exchange. Oh, nice. Um, I brought two Smash Mouth CDs, and I felt so bad because <laughs> everyone was getting like, ooh, like. Keurig like pods yeah. and someone got like a cute like mini arcade thingy I think what it was and some people got gift cards and nice. that guy opens mine and he goes oh oh yeah I like no smash mouth and I'm like I'm so sorry I had nothing to give and That's I was funny. just like it's fine it's cool smash mouth put out some pretty good hits though so dude I would hang those up in my wall. Exactly. Like, I would. I would frame <laughs> that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's the like that's the thing. Like, you know, there's a beauty in you know ironic gifts. You know. Exactly. And I was just like, it was their first two albums, and like, because I, I went to exclusive to like buy a white elephant gift and like also like shop for vinyls. Right. And yeah. like I saw them like I was like oh god what do I what do I give them like what do I put in do I like put in like my like starter kit on favorite music do I give them like something well thought out and like a theme and then I just saw the two Smash Mouth CDs I'm like that's gonna that's gonna be fun (laughs) I know like that's that's the appropriate gift that I should be giving right um but they grinned and bared it so I'm like Oh well, like oops. Okay, it's fine. You know it's funny. <laughs> um, I'm so obviously All Star was is like iconically associated with Shrek. Yeah. And when Shrek first came out, when I when we were in kindergarten, because we're the same age. Right? Mm, yeah, twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it first came out, and like All Star was the song that was just blasting everywhere, yeah. and, like it was. <laughs> You know, because it was in Shrek, like, back then, like, I didn't really, like, have any concept of, like, song names. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, ex- yeah. I used to, so, I used to think All Star was just called Shrek. Like, I thought that was oh, just what the song that, yeah, was called. Yeah, no, you do that. Yes, yeah. same. Yeah, you, like, you think oh, of, like. Oh, that's Shrek. Oh, that's yeah. Shrek. And you're just, like, you don't really associate, like, what right. it was. Yeah. But, yeah, now, like. If only, like, you know, they anticipated... The song was also at the end of Rat Race. You know, that movie? Rat Race. You ever Race. see that one? It was with, like... It was, like... Um, who was in it? It was with, uh, I think, like... Who the fuck was in that movie? Like, John Cleese was in it. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Um, and, like, I think hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. <laughs> yeah. You had me till Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I've never seen that movie. No, um, okay. But now I guess I need to. I mean, it's also from That's 2001. All, all star cast right there. Totally. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> but, uh... But, like, yeah. Um... But, like, if only, like, they anticipated Smash Mouth. They anticipated, like, the cultural impact... Impact that that would one day be. That fucking corny-ass song. 
to getting memed to like no end. Because I do that, because when that song comes on in the bar, it goes like, and the years stop coming and they don't stop coming, and then you just gotta say they don't stop coming for like 15 minutes. Because yeah. it don't stop coming. And they're like, Jessica, are you okay? I'm like, don't stop coming. Don't stop coming. Don't stop coming. Um, it just never comes. <laughs> it just never stops coming. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I was gonna make a no cum joke, but like it's, I, I it wasn't sharp enough it, to. Hey. It, I wasn't sharp. I, it didn't. It, it's still 10 a.m. It's okay. I know. I'm still like the gears are right. still kind of just trying to turn, but they're not 100% turning. But no, that was honestly a pretty. They put out some quality music for being like a punk's. Like they're kind of ska. Like it's a little, it's a little not like I would say it's a little punk. How about, yeah, right. Yeah, no, they're like... They're like, what would you define them as a genre? I would I, say, because they're like ska, like... They're like, I guess... I guess you could call them like ska punk of sorts, but they're also kind of like... I don't know. Like, I mean... Dude, Walking on the Sun... That is such a fucking bop. Yeah, that is, that is such a, bop. a fucking bop. I was, I sent, I literally <laughs> sent that, I literally sent that song to someone the other day because they're like, I need something upbeat and energetic and like just puts you in a good mood. And I'm like, walking on the sun, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it, it's just ah, it's yeah. just such a good piece of writing and like the the, it's such a catchy, like. It's a groovy. Groovy, it's like, groovy. you're yeah. just listening to that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you went out. Yes, and um, then we went out. I, I saw you were with Emily, weren't oh, you? Oh, good old Keister, yeah. Good old Keister. Yeah. Shout out to Emily, She's... black girl training. Yeah. Hope it's going well. <laughs> She's stressed out. <laughs> it's fine. She um, was stressed out about it when we... I had her here to talk about it. Yeah, actually, it's and an, that was over the summer. <laughs> a never-ending stressor for her. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. I love her to death. She's the kind of person that we love. In, we love each other very, very intensely, but also we're very different. So yeah. it's just like it keeps things interesting. Totally. If you know yeah. what I mean. Oh yeah. Definitely. I love you to death, Emily. If you're watching this, but girl, we get on each other's nerves very easily. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all grind each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I've, I have many of my dearest friends, people I care about the most, uh, are I a similar nature with. I just, um, just people that you know, just can be so head ass. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but but at the same time, I can be so head ass, and we just like. You know, but we love each other, so it's all good. Exactly. And then she calls me, I mean, she just calls me out on my bullshit, like, when I do, like, dumb white people shit. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that keep, yeah. those are the like, ones that oh, keep around, I'm so though. sorry. The I'm ones that do like, it out of love, yeah. Yeah, she does very much, like, do it out of love. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, last time I saw you was at the King Gizzard show. Oh, that was such a that fucking, was a great show. fucking show. Yeah. That was a great fucking shout out show. To, uh, shout out to Parker and Kit. For getting us box seats, uh, yeah, that top was left side. Honestly, wild. Killer. I like looked Ambrose in the fucking eyes, and I'm just like, this is everything that I wanted. He did. I do remember that. And he's like dancing. He, he was like, dan like dancing, pointing. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this is crazy. I did throw my back out at that concert, though. Yes. I couldn't walk for two days. I wish I was lying, but it was just. I was just headbanging too much. Because their last album was super metal, so... Yeah, it was thrashy. It was thrashy, and I was just like... I loved... I loved that. Yeah. Like, it was... it's It was, like, eco-conscious and thrashy, and I'm just like, I'm here for that. Like, I'm here for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> like, I would... Because, like, I just... I don't feel, like, a lot of... We say we want to change, like, no matter what political stance you are we we gotta we gotta be like making some changes as human beings to right, be on this planet yeah. for a while yeah and is that something that just like affects no matter what class you're in like there's ex something yeah, that's exactly it's going to very one day, overarching yeah exactly and so i feel like a lot of artists these days are very like conscious but they don't like yeah. they don't make music about it they right. don't like 
put that at the forefront of what they're singing about. Totally. You know what I mean? Besides that one little dicky song about the animals and shit. Dude, I forgot about that dicky. I'm just like, what the fuck? Um, I totally, I, okay. I'm not a fan, but, like, of his music per se, but I would totally hang out with him. He seems like a very cool yeah. dude, like, because he's just, like, this, like... That's how I feel about a lot of pop artists, you know? Like, I'm not all into, like, a lot of mainstream commercial music, but I would totally hang out with them, like, as people. They seem really dope, you know? Yeah, right? Sure. Exactly. Little Dicky, I mean... Little Little Dicky. Little, little <laughs> um, yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Totally. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, like, the... What was I talking about? Uh, King Gizzard. King Giz. Okay, yeah, no, they're just putting out, like, just, like, eco-conscious fucking shit. And they're from like, Australia, so, like, so... they're from an entirely, like, different time zone, mm -hmm. like, 20-hour flight from here, and, it, and they're talking about it. So, you know, it's a global-ass concern right there. Um, yeah, that was one of the best shows I saw of the year. Um, I would agree with that. I was really tired. Like, it was a really long show. So, like, by the end of it, it was, like, 12.30, and I was exhausted. But, but you know, power to them for just thrashing from, like, they, you know, they threw some, like, more mellowed out deep cuts. Like, they did. They, they, I'm pretty sure they played, uh, Float Along. Oh, wait, no, fuck. What, what's it called? I'm also, see, I know so, I, I do know a lot of, like, bands, and I know a lot of music, it's sometimes I just don't remember the oh, names yeah. of songs, Same, I'm just like, yeah. I'm a, uh, I consume so much. It's Float Along, Fill Your Lungs, right? Yes. Yeah. They played that, and I was just like, ah, oh, God, they're, like, going back to, like, they were going back to, like, their Ottomans days, and I'm pretty sure they played one off of, uh, Paper Mache Balloon. I can't remember which uh, one it was. That's my favorite. That's, uh, that's, that's such a good favorite. one. That's, that's the, that's the album you play to get someone into Giz, and then... That's exactly what Kit and Parker said. Actually. Exactly! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's almost their most, like, I mean, it's their most friendly, like, n not normal album, but, like, just easygoing album and then yeah and then what and then you got them with that and then you go to like nonagon infinity which is their probably i would say for anyone who is like super new to giz would be the second album that you'd want to put them towards because right. again it's another one really really good put together album yeah it's so meticulous and it has to be yeah it because is because of because of the entire like concept of it yes. it's like something that can be just played on if like if it was on a loop it would just go on forever, forever and ever and ever and yeah. it ties in like so like well together they do and i thought that was like so cool and like so cool yeah. uh, and like genius and yeah just interesting totally and then but yeah no and then but then i mean the mild high club album was Probably their collab with the Mild High Club oh, was sure, my yeah. one of my favorite albums. I um, didn't listen to that actually. That one's a that one's a really really good I'll one. Have to check that out. Mild High Club. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like forget all the projects that came out this year because like I mean, like, it, this year like even a month ago feels like a totally different time to me. I know. Like, this yeah. Life has been taking off and like earlier this year feels like so so distant, but. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, music that came out this year, um, I mean, we got some glowing projects from, um, you know, Young Thug, um, from, uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That from, was really good. That I was, really, that was... <laughs> yeah. From King Gizzard, uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? Yes. Uh, a good point of reference here is I go, I follow the needle drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a fucking Anthony Fantano yeah. fan right I follow, there. Okay. So he just dropped he did, he just did his the top 50 songs. albums. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to, I get a lot of my music from him. Like, mm. even if I, whether, like, it's something he likes or doesn't like. Yeah. Like, That's he's, true. He's sort of my, like, point of reference for when something comes out. Yes, I would agree with that. So let's see what else came out that I did listen to. Um... Billie Eilish, obviously, she was she blew up. killer, yeah. Um, and then uh, Charlie XCX's project was dope. I forgot about that one as well. Um, that was a solid pop record. Um, let's see here. Um, oh yeah, Lana Del Rey. Oh gosh, that I'm like that I was, did, I'm, I wasn't prepared to just like cry 
about all, like all my ex-lovers, but like that really did just hit me really, oh, yeah. really hard. God. Okay, okay. I think I have actually, I forgot about it because, like I said, a couple months ago, so long ago. But I think my record of the year is Purple Mountains, self-titled. Did, you, did okay. you hear that one? Mm -mm. So you heard about um, uh, David Berman. He died a couple months yes. ago. Yeah, 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 he was in Silver Jews in the '90s. Okay, which is like just a seminal indie rock band uh, in the '90s. And um, he took some time off that project uh, in the last decade, and actually just recently started. He had a new project that he had started and mm -hmm. dropped a self-titled record. It was called Purple Mountains. Okay. But right after it was released, which I believe was in September, he committed suicide. Mm. It's really, really tragic. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a lot of friends in the Milwaukee music scene that were very avid fans of his music that, you know, paid a tribute to him at Cactus Club. Mm. And uh, he, like, considering the circumstances behind, like, the album, like, just the rough period of that he clearly was in recording yeah. this thing that um you know it came out and then he died and like you wonder what was like uh inter what he was internally mm -hmm. like working through putting it together along with like his rigorous past like with his family with his dad um yeah it, it is a tearjerker project mm. um definitely listen to it yeah, uh, it is it out. is one of and it's just one of the best rock records i've heard in years really definitely i guess what would you could you compare it to something um i don't like i like i don't like saying that because sure. you don't like want to compare like anything to anyone but like it's only, the only way to like get someone to kind of understand yeah no totally i i, I get that um it's kind of like I mean, it, it is sort of a, it did sort of harken back to like, you know, some sort of 90s indie nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So like, we're talking, you know, um, Pavement or oh, okay. like Early Modest Mouse or Built to Spill. Ooh, like, okay. you know, um, you know, like uh, even like Early Wilco uh, even comes to mind. Mm. Um, it... It's, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, stuff like that, okay. I would say. Okay, cool. I will definitely 100% have to check that out, um, because I feel like, do, I have, sometimes when it comes to music for a couple months, I just put myself in a bubble, and, mm -hmm. like, nothing goes in, yeah. and nothing comes out. Like, I listen to the same, like, three artists for, like... Oh, me too. Like, like months and I've been, I'm just like what the fuck like go do yeah. something else man I've been listening to Animal Collective every day for the past four years <laughs> how, so, you do, how you doing bud <laughs> no I like I I like they're to me they're like caffeine they're like an addiction that mm -hmm. like I need in my day at some point otherwise yeah. it's a very off day but yeah like I, I feel that too like there's times where I even will get in my head about just it revisiting the same songs the same Mm -hmm. artists like just not really like uh kind of just you know coming back to a lot of the same stuff yeah and the thing is like i have a playlist on spotify where i compile all the songs that i discover mm -hmm. whether it's through listening to an album yeah i do this i have the right. same exact thing yeah that i do stuff that like particular songs that stick out to me mm -hmm. i all compile them into one playlist it's called aimless it's on mm. it's okay yeah uh or if I, like, Shazam a song that I hear, like, mm -hmm. at a bar or something that I really dig, um, I throw those in there, too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, which is, which, you know, has been a, it's been a great idea, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you discover that a lot of songs that may not appeal directly to you on first listen have a lot of, like... You know, they, with replay, they, gr you gravitate towards mm -hmm. them and start liking them a ton more over time. And like, and the thing is like, I've fallen in love with a lot of songs over time in that exact way. Yeah. And, same. and 
when I keep like listening to the same songs that stuck out to me on first listen, like a like you can get tired of that song. Mm-hmm. B you're missing out on like whatever that song came from, like the rest of the project or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's more from where that came from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I just yeah like I there's so many projects that like you know. I just listened through once and I really liked, but I just never put, put it back on yeah, after that. Yeah. I need to start doing that. I, again. I'm so, I'm the legitimate same way. Like I, Peach Pit put out an album that's really, really fucking good. And I listened through it once and then I just kind of like, just tossed it to the side. And then the other day I, like it came back up into my like, like rotation. I'm like, Oh my God, why didn't I like, listen to this more because I'm just like, oh, just going back to that one vampire weekend yeah. <laughs> playlist that I yeah. listen to every single fucking day. You know what I mean? Real. I'm just like, I need to, I'm like, I need to branch out. Like, God damn. Honestly, yeah. But okay, no, I have a question. So sure. what was the last song that just made you fucking sob? Like just made you straight up cry? So I honestly like, I don't cry, like, I mean, I get, like, I'll tear up, but I don't, like, bawl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, like, you know, I think that it's something that I wish I could do more. I honestly wish I could cry to songs or mm-hmm. cry in general more. Um, I think it's defenses I put in my mind, like, me- mechanisms I've put up yeah. that make it really hard for me to. But, um, but I think that, like... In terms of, like, really sad songs. So, actually, like, speaking of um, of the records that came out this year, there are actually a couple songs that particularly moved me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for one, was uh, off of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds record. Okay. Um, it was, what was it? Off of Ghost Teen's mm-hmm. Sun Forest. Mm-hmm. Okay. A song with these really glowing, ambient, harmonious voices behind Nick Cave's, like, bellowing voice. Like, raspy, and like, he's, he's like, got, cause he's got that, like, right. such and he's, piercing voice. Yeah, and he's singing about kids that are, like, climb, like, little, like, babies, mm-hmm. like, climbing trees, and they keep falling and don't make it to the top, mm-hmm. um, to, like, make it up to the sun. Yeah. Um... That's a really fucking gorgeous, but also, like, very, like, uh, tragically vulnerable song. Um, off of the Purple Mountains record, um, there was a song, Darkness and Cold, uh, that really, uh, that one really fucking captivated me on that Mm -hmm. record, especially with the circumstances of David Berman, uh, and his passing. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, so I've actually been in a, uh, I've been in like a doom metal slash like droney metal slash like dark ambient phase this year. Um, this band called Ulver that I'm a huge fan of. What's it called? Oh, oh my god, what? <coughs> What's it called? What the fuck? Ulver. U-L-V-E-R. Ulver. So there's a record they dropped in 2007 called Shadows of the Sun. Okay. And uh, the first song on that on that tape, uh, it's called Eos, is like one of like the most beautifully sad songs I've ever heard. Um, a lot of their lyrics on that record deal with like concepts of like, just like life mm-hmm. and death and like the sun, like sort of sit like, is being uh, like characterized as like, you know, what basically symbolizing life, yeah. feeling so far away from the sun as like, you know, the days end and, like, night falls, like, it kind of, like, feels like death. Mm. It, it's being, like, personified as death yeah. of a person. Like the change. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's, like, these really beautiful string sections. There's, like, um, the band is, I believe they're either Norwegian or Swedish. But there's some, like, uh, like excerpt from like in another language Mm -hmm. that's like being like so atmospherically like 
spoken like mm-hmm. over these like really beautiful like string sections and like the second half of the song and what came to mind um when i hear when i listen to that song i think of like a friend's hand like that's being pulled away from me and mm-hmm. then you just let go and then like they're just like you know like kind of falling free falling free falling into, this, like, into abyss of yeah like, yeah like etherealness that's interesting yeah that is what i think of every time i hear that song holy shit um that's like moving as fuck like that's yeah that is that is a really beautiful song and Um, that whole record is amazing but for the for the rec for um yeah like that's just definitely listen to that record i 100 percent will because that's just like because that's the thing of why I love music so much is in, it incites that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. It incites it like gets into the parts of your brain which are like critical and almost like it, it just makes you want to live mm-hmm. and it makes you want to like experience emotions even if they're bad emotions, even right. if they're sad emotions. You're at least feeling an emotion yeah you know what i mean yeah. and so it's just i love i love that shit so it totally yeah. paints like it totally paints like an imagery that you think of every time when you hear a certain song or a mm-hmm. passage or lyrics like it really like makes you like lean into whatever the hell it is you're feeling mm-hmm. Um, what about you what have been like the saddest songs you've heard lately um so so I there's this artist uh, Daniel Johnson. Oh yeah, he, he, he just also died. died. He yeah. also just died, and um, I had fo- like found him through a friend of mine off of just a random playlist. They had sent me like they just like because that's what I also do when I when I meet someone new or like wanting to like date somebody the first thing that we do is just like let's exchange playlists yeah, like right. oh yeah you make me something I'll make something you something and naturally like, yeah so I I always do that and it came off of this <laughs> so I'm gonna get real it just came off this random dude's playlist and um. <laughs> I was listening to it, and it's the true love will find you in the end. And I just sitting there, I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, this is fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be this like song of like, oh, you will end up with someone in the end because someone is there who is going to love you. But at the flip side, it's just like, but what if you listen to that song and no one ever shows up? You know what I mean? It's just, you sit there and you're just like, it's a song of hope and it's a song of, it will happen, but then there's just an intense, (laughs) there's like this intense like fear and dread that goes into you when you're just like, well, it could never happen. You know what I mean? So you just sit there and you listen to it and you just cry. And that's what I did like one night and I just laid there and I'm just like, oh fuck, like I'm thinking about my existence and like life. And I'm just like, it's, it's so good and so sad and and like just thinking about his life how mm-hmm. his entire life he struggled with mental illness yeah, and I think like, he had schizophrenia he did he also yes he had schizophrenia and just like him being so positive and like kind of like pushing through it with his music and it's just so yeah. sad yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> i <laughs> I have a playlist that it's just called sad. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I go to sometimes. Those are that's, that's an essential. It's sad. Like I, I gotta pull up another one because I don't know. Sadness is just the thing. Is sadness is just an interesting emotion to me. Um, oh, Georgia Smith puts out some really sad shit too. Um, don't watch me cry. Is just. Her album, um, it was off of her, one of her first albums, um, it's off of Lost and Found. Lost and Found was a really, was a really sad album, Mm -hmm. like, as a whole. Sure. Um, but Don't Watch Me Cry is very sad, um, she's just got incredible, like, vocals over, it's, I would say it's kind of R&B, um, but she's, um... Yeah, so it, it, it's really good. It's also really sad, and I listen to that, like, all the time when I want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like that's just those are the two main ones that sure. have like made me like really sad. I I got I, I, I see I posed that question and then I like think to myself, wait, do I do I know the yeah. answer to my own question? I, I feel that too. I, <laughs> oh, I would totally I get like, that a lot. I get that too. Another one of the saddest songs, like this is just a song that like just like is so haunting. Mm-hmm. Um uh the song when it's cold, I'd like to die by Moby. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just like, yeah, that may, yeah, I'm just like, that would be sad. <laughs> did you watch Stranger Things? I have seen Stranger Things. Okay. A lot of people will know that song because it plays in the season one finale when, um, uh, Winona Ryder, like, finally, like, finds her, uh, son, mm-hmm. uh, Will. Yeah. Um, in, like, that in the other place, in, like, the yeah. other place, and it's, like, you know, powerful synth movements with mm. this, uh, lady's voice, like, singing about, like, I don't want to, like, fight the tide, I don't want to swim any longer, like, mm-hmm. basically, like, let me die. Yeah. Um, and it, like, kind of, sort of that feeling I was talking about with that Ulver song, but instead of, like, an abyss, it's the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, where someone just fades away, and you can hear their voice just slowly, slowly getting more and more distant. Yeah. Until you just can't hear or see them anymore, and, like, they're gone forever. And, um, it is just the most haunting passage. Mm. I will send you that as yes, well. Yes, please do. Send me everything we're uh, talking about yeah. because that's just like uh, that's what I try to. That's what when I talk about music on a podcast, I should just fucking make a playlist because then I'll just be like, here's everything we yeah, talked about. Right, and yeah. It's straight in a playlist no. for you. Okay, so for my last, um, it's my last sad like song. So I really like the artist Gary Wilson. Gary Wilson's like this pop, um, um, not not pop, sorry, punk artist who puts out this really experimental like punk almost it's almost kind of noise music sure, um yeah. but like sometimes you just like i want to listen to noise like i want just chaos in my life right um, yeah. but he Necessary. a lot of but a lot of his songs are about like i'm a sad person i'm gary wilson is sad gary wilson is lonely gary wilson is like a sad boy <laughs> something i'm just like what the fuck they're cries for help. They are, and I'm just like his whole his whole album. You think you really know me is just like super just sad. Like loneliness is like really really sad. That is a um, resonant phrase right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, um, it's just it's a really good album though, and it's super weird. It's like super like nerdy punk. Um, nice. Cause like there was. Because this is on the peak before it hit, like, the 80s with, like, Devo Devo and, like, David Byrne and, like, all of the the nerdy punk. Like, it's their... The sophisticated, like, post-punky, Post-punky nerd shit. Yeah, Yeah, he was, like, like nerd punk of sadness. Like, nerd punk sadness. That's 100% what Gary Wilson is. And I love that shit because I'm such a huge, like, nerd. So I'm just, like... (laughs) I'm such a huge nerd, so I eat that stuff up so much. So, Yeah. yeah, so... Were you, like, so, speaking of which, like, were you, like, always kind of, like, a, um, like, music nerd? Like, like, when did you sort of really start, like, voluntarily, like, hunting for consuming music of various different, you know, styles Mm -hmm. and emotions? And, like, when did it really become, like, something that you actively pursued? That's interesting. Um... I gotta think about that because I, because I want to like be like, oh my god, I was like seven and I was like, I went to this show, I'm like so cool. No, I fucking was such a little shit. Like, I didn't listen to anything like super substantial till maybe high school. I didn't, I, mean? I, I didn't really like listen to music. <laughs> like, I didn't listen to music by choice until I was like eleven. Yeah, same. Well, I guess. Well, so the biggest influence I think I had was my dad. Um, would force me to, like, sit in the car and listen to, like, all of his old music, like, all of his old shit, like, sure. the Beatles and Jim Croce and all this stuff, and he would show me, like, Beatles movies and, like, all of, just all of the stuff that he was super obsessed with, and, um, he was so passionate about it, and he, like, 
it's like, you know, like someone who you just love so much and so intensely shows you something and you're like, okay, yeah, that's like the greatest thing in the world yeah. just because you, right, yeah. just because you showed it to me. Like, so Dr. Demento, I don't know if you know okay. him. Yeah. He, I've heard of him. he had a radio show kind of, and it was all like, he, he would put on, um, oh fuck, like fish heads. Like the weird sign, like fish heads, fish yeah. heads, rolling, yeah, yeah, fish heads. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole, like uh, that whole album is so weird. Um, but he would play it for me when every time, like I took a bath, and like I remember singing when I was six, like the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We send the bow and drink the bow, but never shoot no deer. Like I remember, like all of that shit, and. And he was so passionate about it, and he, he talked about it and why it meant so much to him that it, like, kind of ingrained to me why I should love things. But I never really honed in on that until I hit, like, middle school, and I hit my emo face and phase. And honestly, maybe it's because I have a little bit um, of, like, an OCD tendency, but, like, when I'm into something, it's, like, almost, uh, like full on in so I'm like very OCD you know what I mean yeah. it's like it's it's all or nothing yeah. like the band that really got me starting to like do like research and like be obsessed with was because I'm basic but the Beatles and fuck you if you don't like the Beatles because you think they're basic they started a fucking movement they put they started they they were just so essential for music history so yeah. suck my ass I don't give a shit um <laughs> I, I, the thing is, my thing was just collecting CDs, like Beatles CDs, yeah. and listening to all of them, and going through, and, and I, honestly, I would play Beatles rock band, I would sing and play guitar, because I knew all of the lyrics to every single song, yeah. like, like, I knew, I, I, fuck you not, like, I <laughs> knew every single lyric to, like, every single song, I was so fucking obsessed with them, and that, and that was like, I started in like middle school and that kind of transitioned into high school where I then started listening to more like hipster, not like hipster, but like more, um, I got into The Current, which is the um, radio station up in Minneapolis, sure. which is like kind of 88.9, but like, yeah, yeah. but the so it's adult like, album or alternative, <laughs> yes. triple A's, they yeah. Call it. yeah. But I would say, I would say, I would say 889 is a little bit more urban where the current is very much like folky, like, sure, yeah. fo like they're, they're very much like beards and like flannels and like, let's go into the woods. 889 is a little bit more <laughs> like from mason jars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everyone gets a free mason jar when they walk in. Um, that's, and so I started listening to that radio station and that just opened me up to, um, like Bon Iver and um, like Wilco right. and all of those really really good like folky artists. Um, I know I started listening to like Trampled by Turtles back oh, in yeah. the day and Fleet Foxes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So um, that um, I guess that like just my dad's passion for music kind of pushed me in the direction for loving and wanting to like know everything totally. about it yeah like yeah. you know what i mean just be obsessed with something For sure. you know what i mean so yeah yeah i think i um similar to you like we have a lot of overlaps actually because like i think i grew up the very similar like mm -hmm. uh sort of uh um like pattern mm -hmm. like a parallel of if you will but yeah yeah like i didn't really care or like really take any time to consume music until my sister like gave me like a playlist of stuff that like basically like basically when I was in sixth grade she told me that like if you want to make friends like you you <laughs> you need to like start listening to music so um what a badass right there right. Well, <laughs> that's nice and but also like <laughs> well, it, set, it set me on the path um so when I was 11, like, I remember, like, she, the first band she, like, put me on to, like, really get into, and the first, it was Led Zeppelin, and the first song was Cashmere. Oh. So Cashmere was, solid, like, the man. song that started it all. <laughs> so I got really into Led Zeppelin, and then, like, I would, um, you know, I got really into, uh, like, 
Nirvana and The Who, mm-hmm. and I would listen to Linkin Park. I would, um, you know, I just started getting into, like, just basically any bands that, like, I knew were, like, a big deal, like, like you know, the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. or the Beach Boys or... Uh, yeah, it was a big... Be- Beach yeah. Boys really, yeah, that was yeah. another big one that really started me, too. Totally. That started sort of, like... And then I would also listen to uh, XRT, uh, which okay. is, like, also, like... It's it's sort of like the 88.9, but more rock-oriented mm-hmm. in Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got into, like, a lot of, like... So, like, going through... Uh, Going through middle school and into high school, like, I started getting into, like, a lot more, like, 80s and, like, mm-hmm. 90s music. So, like, then, like, I started getting into, like, you know, Fleetwood Mac and The Police and Soundgarden, uh, Pearl Jam, um, Dire Straits, mm-hmm. um, you know, got into uh, U2. Um, and then, of course, like, I would listen to, like, you know, the... Sappy high school shit like Coldplay. Same. One yeah. Republic. One Republic. <laughs> Did I forget about One Republic oh until God. recently? <laughs> and like I don't remember what it, what how I like something made me think of them and I'm like oh yeah I forgot about One yeah, Republic. One Republic. That but, was just like every like I think about those bands and I think about like fucking like Grey's Anatomy yeah. and like all the shows that took all those like 2000 yeah. artists to like. Fucking chasing cars. Yeah, going. yeah. And if I lay here, wait, wait. Oh, is it? Yeah, the fray. From Snow Patrol. Yeah, the yeah. Fray. Classic. Yeah, but then like, um, my first indie band was in like I think like sixth or seventh grade. But uh, I remember listening to Spoon, um, <gasps> their album Gimme Fiction. Okay. Because my sister had downloaded that. Uh, so Spoon was my first indie band, and then in eighth grade I got really into the Fleet Foxes, and then into high school I got into Beach House, and then like oh Beach House, yeah, I love. By senior year I was listening to like you know Foles and Foster the People, and like um, I remember I was in a Fits in the Tantrums phase at one point. Um, I was like. You know, like I I loved like the Q one oh one shit. Yes. But yes. then in high and then in college, like I really started like nerding out into music and like actively like making lists of everything I had to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I would say I'm legitimately the exact same way. I did not start quantifying it until I came to college and like was just like, Oh, maybe I should be like <laughs> saving the stuff yeah. that I hear I, and then yeah. Like, and then, like, putting it into playlists and putting things that are similar together and that sound good together, like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of making playlists. Like, I'll make yeah. playlists of my favorite, like, bass lines. I'll play, I'll put, nice. like, playlists of, again, what makes me sad, what made me think of, like, a December day. Like, I have a playlist of just winter camping songs yeah like you know what i mean like that's when it really started to like connect in my brain totally. is yes 100 percent when it was in college and yeah i was like that's when i started my love for like vampire weekend back in vampire weekend and um i was a big walk the moon fan before oh, yeah. they i was a huge walk the moon fan before i hated i hate their like newest albums that's just because like i'm like fucking i remember thinking out. they had a couple songs on their first album that were Amazing. Yes, like fucking. Like Anna's I remember, like Anna Sun. Oh my yeah. god! Because you're just like that's like that's the stuff that you would drive in your car, like down the highway with all the windows open. I like, did that. Yes, same. <laughs> I legitimately did the fucking yeah. same. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. It's just such a good time and something about like it's just like in your little tiny brain of like like high school brain mm-hmm. like something is like bigger than yourself yeah. something something you you just you're finally just like yeah like this is just oh, so good like next in line is like so push me honey to the up and right and, I was like, <laughs> yeah! Yeah. and that was also one of my first concerts um i had gone to um at the like because they do the basilica block party up in minneapolis and um, Walk the Moon was playing. I don't remember who was playing with them, but yeah. I was just like, it was so 
good. Do you remember the song "What You Know" by Two Door Cinema Club? Oh my, that's a, I should, oh <laughs> my another, god! That, that, that was another Club. high school driving song. That is also yes. Oh, all of Two Door Cinema Club. That like first album, like yeah, it, something good could work. <laughs> you don't know, like oh my god, because yeah. that's my other favorite thing about music. You just you will say a song and you're just like, oh fuck, bitch, yeah. like yes, that like gets me going. I'm just like. And I was also a huge MGMT fan, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they put out... They actually just put out a new song that's super 80s. Oh, Like, straight... You would be like, you pulled this, like, straight out of the 80s. You're just like, this is wild. Hell, yeah. It's, like, good. Okay, it's... It's good, but also I'm just, like... I wasn't, like, super wowed by it. But I'll have to, like, listen to it, like, seven more times. But I was, like, huge... Yeah, it was a huge MGMT fan back in high school as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But oh, dude, I'm so, a, yeah. Do you um so like this is something I struggle with sometimes because admittedly it has swayed my opinions mm-hmm. like when considering like how I feel or what I return to mm-hmm. in music. But something that I've learned that I really need to not do, which I don't do these days really, but like I still like. I pay attention to the reception, like, like, for example, like, I try never to look at, like, the, the reviews of an album before I listen to it, because otherwise it's gonna, like, sort of, like, give me a preconceived notion. Yeah. I, yes, I... I had to stop doing, like, I had to stop watching the Needle Drops reviews before I I listened to it. Same. I would listen to it, I would watch it after, or, like see what, like, Pitchfork said about a yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. I, no, so I was really, I mean, I was really uh, swayed by what people thought of albums, like, or what they thought of artists. And um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a prime example of who, who swayed me away from, oh, like, everyone would give me shit for loving Panic at the Disco, and... Like, I got... One of my friends is just like, that's a fucking chick band. And I'm just like, fuck you, you're a chick band. Like, <laughs> what? Like whatever, fuck you. Um, and, like, there's a lot of, like, shit that I was, like, bullied into not listening to. Like, for... Same. Yeah, you know what I mean? Same. So I was just like... Because you want to, like, you want to seem cool. You want to be, like... You want to be, like, oh, you have such a good taste in music. Like, I want to go to you for things. Mm-hmm. But... If you feel like, oh, but if I, like, choose, like, listen to the wrong thing, then they're gonna think my opinion's not legitimate. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but... prime example is I loved Doja Cat's album that she just, Hot Pink. I And then I watched uh, the Needle Drops review of it, and he didn't really like it. And I was just like, but I was just like, well, I really love this, so I'm just like, eh, he's like whatever like he's got it's everything subjective like I don't really kind of give a fuck um but like so I finally kind of got into that mindset that it's it's okay to like what you like yep yeah and it's crazy to even think that that like those are pretenses that you like abided by yeah because now I couldn't even imagine that shit like yeah now like it's like if you if like you do like put those barriers up with like the music that you listen to, then I will judge you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because like, it's just, it's stupid. It's bullshit. It's nonsense. Like I remember in high school, like, yeah, I had the same thing. I remember like, I liked songs by Arcade Fire, but mm-hmm. like my friends would be like, oh no, this is too hipster. And yeah. I would feel like, like I shouldn't oh, like it. Okay. Same like, with Alt-J. Mm-hmm. I remember someone said that Alt-J sucked. And <laughs> Oh yeah, like, no, dude. is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I would, I would experience, and now like most of the music I listen to is stuff that like I can't even like always openly tout as something I that means a lot to me because a lot of people may not know what it is. Exactly. A lot of people may not, mm-hmm. you know, just it may be something completely different mm-hmm. than what you know anyone has ever heard of. But exactly. But I have found that you know, like, finding people that actively consume music in the way you do, or at least, like, are very open to it, will, like, actually take into serious consideration what you have to say 
about like different things you like or you know like I send my friend uh, my coworker um like he's really into like you know heavier like hardcore music like metal and punk and stuff but I'm like I've been discovering a lot of bands like in the doom and drone metal like areas that he yeah. doesn't even know really so like I send him albums all the time and he said like dude like literally never stop doing this yes exactly because you, know? you then you find a genre that you're like super enthralled with that's what happened with me like with psychedelic rock yeah I love psychedelic right rock. Yeah. I love psych is psych rock so much and even the weird shit like I went to um Milwaukee psych rock fest dude, that was fucking amazing shout out to Andrew Shell. Uh, he runs it. <laughs> you know him? Yeah, he just messaged me on Facebook yesterday, actually. Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, you're super cool, and you got such a good, like, fucking festival. Yeah. Like, it was, it was so I didn't even good. get to go Honest this to God, It was so good. Well, me, yes. We went to see Acid Mother's Temple. Which they're coming back. Next. They are coming back, yeah. and I saw that. I'm just like, yeah, because they're like this Japanese psych rock to the max, like acid rock right there. Yeah, it's right. it's a fucking trip. Like there's yelling, there's noise. It's just and it's like all it's you listen to this chaos like happening around the like around like everything happening. Like there's like screaming and like just like this one dude playing like a really really high pitched like instrument that's just going. Ee! <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? But they're just so casual yeah. about it. Like, they're doing the weirdest shit ever, and they're just, like, vibing. And I'm like, okay, well, right. what the yeah. fuck? Um, it's so funny when they're just so, like, you know, like, casual with, like, their movements. Or yeah. their nature as a person. Yeah, like, and I'm when just you, like... When you tell them, yo, dude, that was awesome. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh thanks, man. And thanks you're just for like, out. Yeah. Like, okay, I just saw you fucking just shredding it on the guitar, like, in a fit of like fucking ecstasy you, and I'm just like oh okay I shit. saw you say some weird shit through a vo <laughs> through a vocoder yeah. yeah yeah no that's exactly like someone it started I mean it started with like Tame Impala like right. someone showed me Tame Impala once and then it opened my opened the doors to like all of psych rock that mm. like is out there I know Mortal Orchestra <sighs> I'd say totally. best best band yeah. of the decade. I it's on my They're top killer, list of yeah. best bands of the decade. Uh, One thousand percent. Ariel Pink. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! Oh fuck yeah! Ariel Pink comes on at work all the time. Oh. I'm very into like psychedelic music. Is one of the most like fascinating and beautiful and just moving kinds of music to me. Because like I don't even do drugs. I've never yeah. been a drug like consumer Perfect. myself. Mm -hmm. But like I'm always I've always been very enthralled with like the imagery and like sort of like the surrealism and the obfuscated mm -hmm. like warped realities that like it sort of speaks to so like i mean like i said animal collective is like my favorite band yeah um they are like as psychedelic and weird as you can get yeah yeah but then like you know that got me my friend showed me them like my freshman year of college and then that opened the door to me listening to like deer hunter and mm -hmm. of montreal and fucking oh. Like Dan Deacon mm -hmm. and uh, you know, like uh, just uh, fucking dirty projectors. I love that's another one. Dirty that's, projectors. Yeah, that's, I that's an underrated love, ass band. I <laughs> love the dirty projectors. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And uh, and then like um, you know, like uh, even like the Flaming Lips and Ween and like '90s Psych, like. Fucking Beck is psychedelic. Yeah, as fuck. like I know Beck's his own fucking genre. Oh yeah, so, like, right. Beck's is like own person, like his own style and like genre of like right. music. But th that is some of like the um just coolest and most interesting and creative ways of conveying sound with color and with like you know weird like layered or manipulated vocals mm -hmm. and just crazy like intricate like musical passages and soundscapes mm -hmm. like I'm also a huge explosions in the sky fan going into post rock okay um you know I love like trip hop music like massive attack gorillas would be considered trip hop yes yeah 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 um you know like I don't know like electronic music is like to me like probably the coolest Mm -hmm. like form of music like in terms of like how forward thinking and creative it is yeah. but 
psychedelic music as well. Like, I think the two go pretty hand in hand. Um, but damn, like, I don't know, like, I'm gonna, like, live and die music, you know? Same. I will 100% agree with that. I, uh, I was like, do I start pursuing a career in something, in music? You know what I mean? Like, either, see, that's what I don't even know. Like, what, who do you, what do you do when you have such a love for music, but also, like, I, I don't, I, I used to sing in high school, but I don't play an instrument, mm -hmm. and I'm, like, not super great at it. Like, sure. how do you make money appreciating music? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's, and that's, that's the kicker right Being there. the enthusiast. Being the enthusiast. Yeah. And those jobs come fucking few and far between. You know what I mean? You have to be really good at what you do to... To be, I don't know, like a curator or work at a radio mm. station or something like that. So it's just like, yeah. So it's like, you'll always be that like quintessential music lover, but like, mm. like no one will know. I yeah. <laughs> well, I guess like you were onto something there with like doing a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to have like found a way to do it like through journalism like yeah so that's like, super yeah that became like sort of my medium of like turning my enthusiasm into something that like I you know do like passionately mm -hmm. actively so tell me about it, I guess like what your podcast like what exactly it was and like you know like what your goals were with it and I guess like because I know you're not doing it anymore, but, mm -hmm. like, you know... I might start it. Fuck it. I might start it up again. Like, sure. fuck, why not? Like, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll just do it, like, myself. Because, I mean, I have a bunch of recording equipment. Because, again, my dad, he um, he runs an acting studio down in Indianapolis. Nice. So he started me off with... One day, I thought I was going to be an actor one day. I thought I was going to be like. I went through this. that phase too. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go to Juilliard and fucking be yeah. like a star. And then yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to dance and I suck at fucking playing the trumpet. So there's no goddamn way that I'm going to like get into Juilliard. But um, it was, I, I had it because I just have such passionate opinions about music and I want people to like know that there's this stuff out there. And I. I love the memories associated with music and I love yeah. like how it kind of like brings like people together I guess I mean that's super cliche but that's totally. just like that's just kind of what it is and I mean the podcast was just fucking games like one of my favorite games to play on that podcast was music roulette and fucking Target stole that shit. I it, I came up I came up with this idea when I was in the car with my best like one of my good friends Stacia in high school and we would drive to concerts. We went to see a couple concerts together. And every time we would play this game called Music Roulette, where we would choose a scenario. So we'd say like, okay, this is a song that's gonna play on your wedding day. We would take our iPods that had every single thing that we listened to in high school from mm. fucking My Chemical Romance to Little Wayne to um, Alicia Keys right. to everything, yeah. everything. We'd hit shuffle. So we'd choose a number and say like three. Sure. And then we'd go one, two, three. And the song that pops up is the song that's hypothetically going to play on your wedding that's, day. So. That's we had a couple of really good ones. I played with my mom one time, and we did like an '80s one. And I was like, "Okay, it's the song that, it's the song that you, we played when like you first are holding your like first newborn child, mm -hmm. and the song the oh ah I just died in your arms oh tonight." My God. <laughs> I'm like, sitting there like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I was just like, ah. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, mom. I was like, oh, that must have been something you said. <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit. Okay. That's hilarious. Sorry, mom. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I fucking, I see. I I play that fucking game. Like, it's just we. T I talked That's about funny. like the music experiences that I have, and like, I don't know. It's just I get. I I had a couple guests. Um. Honestly, Kit, who you had on, he's one of my favorite Shout people to, to talk about. Shout out to Yeah, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite people to talk about totally. music with, because um, he's just he loves it so much too, and mm -hmm. he just has so much knowledge. Um, and so I guess, like, it's so weird. The concept of a podcast is like to what entertain, to educate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, 
what makes it stand out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I will go... And I, I mean, right now I'm just like doing it for fun, but for someone who wants to seriously do it, like how the fuck do you stand out to the 7 billion other podcasts real, that yeah. talk about music? You totally. know what I mean? So it's almost like, and when it comes back to like making it like a job, it's just like you have to be something amazing. Right. That's why you I... You know what I mean? You that's have why to be, like, uh, I don't know, you have to set yourself out, but you can't just have, you can't just have, like, lukewarm opinions. Yeah. You can't just be... Right. Well, that's why it took me forever to start doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not, you, you can't start something if, like, you don't have, like, a concrete, like, target audience, like, how mm -hmm. you want to make the audience feel and, like what you are going to do that isn't, like, being... that you haven't seen done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, like... And so... It's just... And that's what gets me, too, because I'm such a perfectionist and such a, like... I'm so critical of myself. I'm like, if this isn't going to get views and if this isn't... Like, people aren't going to like this shit, right. I don't, why the fuck would I put this out? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm real. so... But, I mean, honestly, I do my music podcast because, like, when my, my one friend, Christine, she's just like, I, li I love when you do your podcast and I like listening to you talk, so you should just do it. I'm like, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, that's the, like, one of the only reasons I did a podcast with Emily Keister. Me and Emily had a podcast, which I wish we would have kept up with because, honestly, it was pretty fucking great. It was oh, pretty yeah. funny. Um, we talked about some real shit, too. So I was like... Right. Um, but yeah, no, podcasts are just another game, or just a whole another ballpark. Totally. It just, it, the, because the market's, the market just, so the market's just so saturated right now, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, is. but it, like, it kind of perpetuates the anyone can do anything. Totally. Like, right. mindset as well, and that's super great. But it's about who, you know, who's really devoted to it. Yeah. And who, like, who really is, like, you know, self-aware enough to know that, like, you know, you're doing this because, like it really means a lot to you versus like, you know, you're doing it because it's a thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Know? 100%. I, yeah. I, I agree. It's the same. Totally. So you said you might start it back up at some point. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Fuck hey, you heard it on record. This is bringing music <laughs> use back. <laughs> I'm like, sure. I just, I, I get busy. Um, my yeah. job keeps me pretty busy, and right now, I kind of want to start exploring into, um, so right now I'm rebuilding a record player. Oh, tight. Um, awesome. Yeah, because that's, cool. that's another one of passion, passions of mine, because I, I was an engineer, well, I am an engineer, <laughs> like, wasn't right. not, I'm still one. Um, and so I'm, like, I'm rebuilding an old one and kind of making it my own, um, like, like, blending art with, like, music, so I'm, like, getting, like, an old, like, Crate and then converting it into like an awesome. actual record player. So oh fuck yeah. Yeah yeah, and it's like I mean it's not like super. <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> coming for me. It's not super hard when you look at it. Like if you just get the right parts and you're just if you like I just gutted my old one um, and looked at how it's set up and I bought all the circuitry and I bought um, the speakers. I have like and then I just need to like put it all together, solder it. Um, build the frame and then 3d print like the base like the plate that the record goes on um and some housings like it's not it's not like super difficult so i'm just like um i guess for me <laughs> i say that and i guess for me it just comes naturally easy to like kind of visualize that totally, stuff. Yeah. you know what i mean so i don't know i kind of want to start pursuing that um too on the same time but I'm just really tired all the time, so getting to do, <laughs> getting to do stuff like <laughs> I gotta focus on one thing right, and then right. <laughs> move on to something. It just gotta else. naturally fall in place yeah. like, in your in your schedule and your time. Exactly. So last thing before we close out, um, how has music made you feel less alone? Um, I guess like it's for it's for like stuff like this. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'll like, cause like, is it's just really great when you talk to someone. You're like, oh shit! Like, I remember that band. Like, I love that yeah. band. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It just, it kind of, it's, it's a definitely. It, it gives you a fucking sense of community, and it's, it, it's, it's just something else. Again, it's relatable, and you listen to it, and it just makes you feel good and sad and angry and. Like, I just feel like if you didn't feel emotions, 
like for anything the world is just so bleak you know what I mean it's just yeah. like you're living you're, you're not really living and so that's that's definitely <sighs> I also don't really think about my feelings a lot and um, I'm a very emotional person but when it comes to like like really like self-reflecting I don't really do it a ton mm -hmm. um, because, like, again, when you start, like, reflecting on yourself, you're like, oh, fuck, this is right. so depressing. Like, I'm sad now. Yeah. <laughs> like, been, I don't want to think about that. Honestly, that's been hitting me the last couple days. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to think about that. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, but music kind of makes you, like, think about that shit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Forces you to have those hard thoughts and sad thoughts. Things, and... you, can't, things you can't articulate, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, I just, it's just something that I... I would agree. Yeah, I would totally agree. And Anything. you make, I've made friends literally through shared loves of artists. Exactly, you know, exactly. Even on, like, whether it's a high-profile artist or local artists. Yes, you know? exactly. Like, I I went to New Orleans, and I went to this record shop alone, and the, one of the woman, women working behind the counter, I, like, talked to her, and she's, like, super into, like, super punk rock lover like some she said some words to me that i'm like i don't know what the fuck those are but they're like a genre type i don't remember what she said but i was like oh okay but we started connecting on like our shared love for like punk music and for like the clash and for she gave me some like really like um like underground artists in new york and i'm like oh what the fuck that's like so cool and so i was just like we add each other on like instagram and she's like i was like if you're ever in milwaukee i'll like show you the cool like sites of like the cool l the like i'll take you to cactus club and i'll take you to some shows like i'll go to company brewing when they're having like nights too so i'm just like that's the other thing it's just like when you find a person who just is has the same passion at you as you it's just it's like it's Second nature, you know what I mean. So that's just yeah. My that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> All right, Jess. Um, this is fun. This it is was really fun. awesome. Oh yeah. my god, I had such a good time. I know we've never like fully like mm -hmm. talked about music before. Mm -hmm. I feel I've always been like, yo, you have good taste. That's actually why I asked you to do this. I'm like, you have good taste. We should talk about music. You want to be on the show? So here we are. Um, well, uh, so Jess, tell me what keeps you up at night. Uh, the existential dread of how we're killing this planet and we don't have a lot of time left. <laughs> I know that sounds so depressing, but, um, recycle and try to take the bus. Yeah. Take the bus everywhere. It's been mm -hmm. my saving grace. Mm -hmm. King Gizzard said it first, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. They're the first band ever to talk about mm -hmm. climate change. 100%. Ever. Ever, ever. They originated climate change. Yeah. <laughs> King Gizzard is killing the planet. <laughs> they started climate change so they could uh, profit off of right. making albums. To right, play. right. Yeah. To get you to care about something. Mm -hmm. uh, what puts you to sleep, though? Um, what puts me to sleep? Uh, the... My, 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 just knowing that I am loved. Perfect. I was just, I was expecting you to just say music, you know? Oh, music, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, shit, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, I don't think, Cigarettes After Sex makes me fall asleep. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's a good band that puts me to sleep. That is a good band. Yeah, I know that they've uh, been uh, making splashes lately. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm hmm Hell yeah. I have. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being on the show. Hell yeah, good it was powerful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, uh, keep in, enjoying the fuck out of the music you listen to, and but also, like... Never be ashamed for what you like that and too. what you listen to. Yeah, don't be ashamed. Don't hold back from and take pride in what you love. But mm -hmm. also, like, please listen to new shit. Don't keep coming to the same shit over and over again, because you're putting yourself in such a box doing that. Stop that. Um, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.